0: Welcome back in for another episode of The Idea Collision. My name is Andrew Green. I am the host of the podcast. And I am um, a minister here at the Waukesha Church of Christ in Waukesha, Wisconsin. I am a facilitator for a grief support group um, organization. And uh, so so we have links to some of these things. So I draw on my experiences um and just observations kind of over my life and in in the things that I do to try to uh, improve life some way uh, through this podcast. And we're looking, going through a series of podcasts on uh, the younger generations and and paradoxes in the younger generations. And I emphasize this in every one. If you look, watch every one, you kind of, in this miniseries, you see me kind of say the same thing. And I, I do this because if someone doesn't see it, then they i want them to have context um and these are designed to be isolated so so some things are repeated regularly and i i want it to be emphasized that saying that there's a paradox in a in a generation or in a group of people is not to to disparage them that's not the purpose of it but it is to it's not you know to say that that one generation is superior to another Right. And in fact, really, the idea of generalizations of, of you know, uh, uh, of these different groups of people, whether they be old, young, whatever, they're kind of arbitrary. Like who decides when a generation starts or ends, you know, uh, and, and sometimes you'll see a, a, a why you, you say, well, the, the millennials are this to this or the boomers are this to this and and sometimes those aren't really even good indicators so so there is an arbitrary nature to it um you know when when we say it, oh gen x or we say boomers or wh- whatever we say uh, a a group of people we generalize millions and millions of people and and probably there's no no person that fits into to the exact you know the the exact stereotype so um you know, would you say that, for example, 70-year-old people in Ukraine are exactly like 70-year-old people in the U.S.? No, of course not. Why? Well, we'd say, well, there's different culture, right? There's a, there's a culture over there, so so we wouldn't expect they've experienced different things. And, and so their culture is different. Of course, they're going to have different types of generations. Uh, so, well, the same thing is true here. You know, a... Uh, uh, um, there's different cultures in the United States there's you know ethnic differences there's regional differences and and even within one uh, within one geographical area in the United States you can have uh, people raised you know according to different standards of customs so they can have a culture within their own home that's slightly different so uh it, it, we don't want to over You know, there are a couple of illustrations that show the absurdity of generalizations or, you know, placing too much stock in, in generalizations. And, and, you know, uh, China categorizes their years. I don't know how religious this is now, but but there was a point at which they put stock in the idea that there's the year of the dog and the year of the monkey and whatever. Like, like that that everybody in a, born in a calendar year has the exact same character map. You know, I think that's kind of ridiculous. Well, you want to go even crazier is to, you know, people that look at horoscopes and say, wait a minute, if you're born in, you know, the month of April, all people born in the month of April in human history have the same character and can expect the same things to happen to them. Well, that's stupid. Right, so, so obviously, generalizing large swaths of humanity has a certain risk to doing it. So, so we we want to do this within, you know, uh, w- within a, a way that is productive. Uh, you know, what's the value then of doing this series? Well, there are trends. We we can spot trends. If you knew someone that lived through the Great Depression, there will probably be things that they frequently do because because certain events or certain things in our in our history are overarching they kind of transcend little things that are happening in your personal household or what have you it doesn't mean that you know everyone will you know go through those things that people do when you know uh you know whereas my my generation was raised in prosperity with the you know the four-year five-year exception of of the consequences of Jimmy Carter's administration um, so so for us things are more disposable right and we just kind of uh, I don't need that to throw it away but not everyone in my generation experienced that there are a lot of people who grew up in in urban areas and and were very poor even throughout the the time the good times they didn't they didn't see the good times. So so for them, they will look, maybe they will kind of express, we say express or look a lot more like a person from the Great Depression, even though they're not baby boomers or whatever. So, or I guess that'd be silent generation. So I want to, to kind of, with that, I want to be productive in what we're doing. Uh, one of the things observed, I want to get to today's topic, uh, one of the things that um, this the the younger generation, the millennials specifically, but but it would be also true of of uh, Gen Zers as I have some of them in my home and and I can see them when they're on their couch. So so it would be true also is that they're kind of the selfie generation. and uh they, there's different ways that this is expressed, and uh some of them are some people will call them narcissistic. Um, uh, hold on for about 10 seconds, and I will get to that one. Uh, some people call them individualistic, and uh, de- I guess it depends on what kind of spin you're trying to put on it. Now, with re- regards to the word narcissistic, uh, my observation is that the majority of people who have ever used that word don't know what it means. Narcissism is a clinical observation, and it's used like a, a, a slur uh and and people who use it that way do not understand what the word means narcissism is the inability to um really to feel empathy for another person uh it's really actually very dangerous to have it um very few people have true narcissism uh where they you know a a person with narcissism you could be like an alleged friend, someone really close in their circle, you could be experiencing a tragedy, like a significant tragedy, and they just have no ability to really feel for you. I'm not saying they understand you, but I'm saying very few people understand unless they've gone through the exact same thing. But but to they don't even have the ability to feel bad for you, really. I mean truly. Though they might say they do, but You know, a a minor inconvenience in their day is much more, you know, powerful to their day than than your major thing. You know, like, oh, you know, I stubbed my toe this morning. Well, I've got this major thing going on. Uh, Yeah, but I stubbed my toe this morning. So uh, they feel their own thing. Uh, That's true narcissism. And they are dangerous people. Uh, because in a moment they can just decide they want to do something and they can't feel the impact of what that will do to other people. So it makes them very dangerous. There's not true many true narcissistic people. So I don't believe that the millennials are narcissistic, right? So when we say selfie, let, let, let's look at the word individualistic because that sounds nicer, right? And, and that's where I want to spend my time today, Um You know, uh, it's a nice idea, uh, being individualistic. uh, But I find this to be uh, incorrect. Not because of a lack of character in millennials, but it's just because they happen to be human beings. uh, That, you know, every generation, I think, has liked the idea of individualism. Um, my generation loved this idea, so so it's not it's not a thing of millennials. We just I guess it looks different. The technology looks different, you know. Uh, probably best summarized for us in a few songs, um, you know. But but the one that I think of in 1989, uh, Madonna had the song "Express Yourself," right? And uh, you know, oh, that was we were all about expressing ourselves, uh, and. Uh, In the 80s, that meant wearing bizarre clothing, which was typically neon colors, you know, very, very flamboyant, you know, having strange hairstyles. So like like half of my hair is missing over here and this side is neon pink or I did not do that. Uh, I I guess I wasn't a good Gen Xer, but uh, but that was the idea of expressing yourself. Well, to, to look at contradictions and paradoxes, you know, is not. Exclusive to any generation Because a year later The very same artist Madonna came out With a song called Vogue Which you know uh, Champions the idea Of doing what everybody else Is doing in popular culture And uh, So so here we are Express yourself be very individualistic But do so in a way That everybody is doing That's that's kind of (laughs) This this individuality conformity uh, thing that we love, right? And I I don't keep up with music, but I I expect that someone familiar with a lot of music, if if that's what you're into today, uh, would find the same the s- same contrast in music where even even within one artist, where the well the, talk about all the the you know uh, I, I I I'm just I think Lady Gaga had. Had a song something to that effect But you know I I expect If I look through her catalog of music There would be a lot of songs about conformity too Um, I don't know Uh, But uh, Not a Lady Gaga fan I apologize for that So um, There's you know when we look at individuality There's a lot of buzzwords (coughs) uh, That you'll be familiar with Um, So you know uh, Diversity is a buzzword. Equity is another one. Inclusion, uh, acceptance is a buzzword. Um, uh, tolerance, uh, identity. These are all buzzwords that surround, and they're all good words, by the way. I mean, if your eyes are twitching, you know, just look at the words themselves. They're, they're all wonderful words, you know, that, uh, used in a proper context. The problem. With these words is is not the words themselves or how millennials use them or whatever, but it's it's that people don't really mean them, right? the The ideals that are expressed in the word itself are not really meant by the people who use these. People are kind of just as misled about that as they are about the word um, narcissistic. Uh, it's not used properly. Now, I'm not accusing millennials of of being. Insincere. I think they are very sincere when they use these words. I think they would like to hold these values, but the problem is, is that these values go against our human nature. Uh, you can look at any viewpoint that is discussed in the world today, in the in the public forum. Uh, in these words, I, if you like, I say you probably kind of your eyes are twitching when you hear these words because you understand what they're connected to, and and I deeper ideas and broader ideas that these are these are used um, in relation to. Um, and, you know, take any viewpoint that is discussed, right? Any one of these topics that, that I'm talking about, you know these viewpoints, and you know what the accepted viewpoint of the majority is, don't you? Right, you can just, any one of them. I'm not even going to give one because you know them and you know what the accepted viewpoint is. And so if you want to do a test, do your own test on the validity of individuality. Just go out there in a public forum anywhere and express the opposite viewpoint of the majority view. Now, you might actually genuinely hold the majority view, but you might not and just kind of we just soft pedal it or we 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 or we lay low. Right? we we don't go out there and express an alternate opinion We're, because we understand we want to be accepted. We have friends that you know they they hold this view or what have you. Uh, we want to be accepted. That's that's a deeper value to us than being individualistic. I like being individualistic right up until it would exclude me from a group. So so I you know, let me express myself. But let me be in vogue, um, and that's that's really the the primary, the and secondary. There's there's one value, and then there's a secondary value, and we will always give up the secondary value to hold on to the first one. And um, you know, your if you if you do that test, you're going to see reactions to your expression, uh, uh your 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 individualism. And and depending on where you are and what the viewpoint is, you will find a wide variety of responses. Now, it might just be like an insult thrown your way on Twitter. In some locations in some places, you can lose your job. And in, in certain locations, and depending on the topic, you can actually face legal ramifications for uh for not being in line with uh with the majority on certain things. Uh so you are going to get resistance and disapproval. There comes a point where where all that tolerance and and stuff goes right out the window. People don't tolerate uh someone who doesn't want to be in vogue. Uh so uh, that's just. But we like the topic of diversity, right? We like the idea of it, but we just don't like the follow through. And again, that that's it. It it's not a millennial thing. That's a human thing. And right now, millennials are struggling with it because of their age. Because they're kind of at an age where you know you get to my i guess you get to my age and older so i'm 50 this year i'll be 51 here shortly and uh you, you get to a certain age and, and you don't care you actually don't care i mean very little but but when you're still in that th- there's still an age where where inclusion is is extremely important to you and uh so it was the same when i was young uh, and and the older generation was one that didn't care. Well, you know, guess what? If you you can do that to any generation, they they wanted inclusion. They wanted to be accepted, and so they went along with whatever the majority was at their time. So, uh, you know, saying we like the topic of diversity, okay, let's look at that, right? But people will treat other people identically in contrast to this view of diversity it's like we like we like kind of like a view of diversity but diversity for us means everybody in this individual small group has to be exactly the same it's called intersectionality uh, is a, is a word that's used today for that everybody in a particular group is identical but but so so we have diversity, but this group is this group, and then we're going to look at this group. And this group is they're all the same here, <laughs> you know. Uh, and and you can look at what happens. Take an ethnic minority, right? Take an ethnic minority who does not look, act, dress, and vote. And I don't want to veer into politics, but but that's that. If if they step out in any way from what they're expected to do, people express shock. Disbelief, disapproval, uh, and and, and will hurl you know insults at them. You know we like this idea, but it doesn't really exist. You know, like like in the United States, we we I grew up when I heard in history class about. Uh, the Great American Melting Pot, the, this idea that all these ethnicities come together and, and we're all just mixed. Like, like this magical thing happened in the United States that doesn't happen anywhere else. Well, it didn't really happen. The problem is is that, too, is a myth. Because I can go to my hometown. It's not a major metropolis, but it's kind of, it's not a small village. Uh so so there's it's there's a lot of different groups there. Guess what? I can take you to the Puerto Rican section. I can take you to the Italian section. I can take whatever section you want. I can take you there. All right? Because it's not really a melting pot. We we find a group and that group looks a lot like us. And that's where we feel accepted. And that's where our customs are the same, that's where our speech is the same, that's where our dress is the same. That's where we are accepted. We we crave that acceptance, and that will override my feeling for individuality, or the need for the feeling of individuality, right? On a personal level, uh, you know, th- th- you can look at you can look at this on a big level and on a personal level. On a, on a big level, look at look at companies. Oh, look at—we're all for these values of of diversity, and uh, so so they express these views. Well, guess what? What happens as soon as they express a viewpoint? And we've seen it multiple times in the last couple of months. Uh, as soon as one of these companies expresses a view, that now they've offended a different group, and that group of people says, "You know what? We're not buying your product anymore." Uh, then all of a sudden, they backtrack. Uh the Dodgers the other day had a group of people. It was a very offensive thing that they did. Uh, and they backtracked from it as soon as there was a backlash. Well, there was a backlash to the backlash, and so they, they did it again. They're like, okay, we're gonna put we're gonna bring this we're gonna have this group back in. We we had canceled them, but now we're gonna uncancel them and we're gonna bring them back in. It's like the back the perceived backlash to the backlash was considered worse than the original backlash. It's like, uh Right. what have they shown? They've shown that they don't have any value. They don't have any identity. On a personal level, it, it works much the same. Uh, we hold a view, but we will be willing to change if there's a strong enough disapproval on Facebook or on Twitter or on whatever or maybe or maybe it's at work or maybe it's at school, whatever. If there's a, if there's a perceived thing that, that I'm stepping out of line on, you know oh the, yeah i i didn't really mean that you know uh so so uh and 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 it's we talked about truth and we talked about um logical fallacies and one of the the logical fallacies we talked about if you go back to those those early podcasts was the appeal to the majority the majority is strong uh in in terms of how how we buy into it, and how we are influenced and shaped by the need to be approved of by the majority. Um, And so if we perceive that the majority is on the wrong side, we will often kind of try to find a way to get from where we're at in our individualism to over there. And and in doing so, we will often sacrifice actual values that we have, not fake values, but, but not just things that we've kind of thrown out there but, but an actual value that we have that we know, things that I know, I, I might be tempted to kind of slight those or, or swallow those or change those or moderate those, right? Whatever your your view, whatever your favorite word of choice is, you know, those views will will change and be altered because of my need for acceptance and so it becomes it becomes destructive and one of the ways it becomes destructive and, and this is you know we've been I've been trying to talk about emotional health and and, and things like that and and and, and bringing this into a, a spiritual level you know we talk about peer pressure and things like that and what that does uh, and w- we will sacrifice genuine values. there's an instance in the Bible. Really on kind of a lot of the same topic, the, the racial diversity and things like this, where, where Peter, uh, who had a definite value, in fact, he was one of the first to express this value, the, the first in the, in the New Testament that we, that we know of, to express this value where people who were not Jewish would be allowed into church together with a Jewish person. And, and and the the majority of religious people christian people they were like well, we don't know if you can do this peter and and so a group of them a small group of them came up and and pretended to represent the majority maybe they did i don't know but they repre- they they pretended to represent a very important person now they had already s- tried to sort this out but then this group comes up and said, no, basically this important person has changed their mind. And so all of a sudden, Peter himself, the person who had championed this value, finds himself doing the opposite, and he would not even eat together in the same room as non-Jewish people. Well, that's not going to be good for a church. And and so, so in, in fact it says that he was he was such a hypocrite the word is hypocrite you know i don't he, that it it's used harshly for him because he knew better that that another person who was even more uh, uh, a person who was so uh, a guy by the name of barnabas was very much about an inclusion of people and, and trying to genuinely extend an olive branch to people he did the same thing right it, it just kind of this this group mentality kind of well if if James is doing it then I better do it and and then so he says well if Peter's doing it because James is doing it well I better do it and and, and this group mentality you don't need Facebook you know we see it on Facebook but but you don't need Facebook historically for for this feeling of being accepted by the majority or the the not even necessarily the majority, but but sometimes it's just the dominant group, whatever it is, we have that need for acceptance and we will change our behavior and we will do destructive things for other people. But in the long run, we, we will do destruction to ourselves because we will lose identity. Right now, millennials are 40 years old or approaching 40 years old. Well, guess what? That means they're entering this this. Part, pretty soon they're going to be who they are and and we're going to start looking at them like we look at my generation where okay guess what there's no there's not hope for the generation itself to change they have to change now they have to find an ident- identity now uh because they they have this shifting thing with the majority uh and it's it's uh accentuated because of social media and if they have an identity of no identity that leads to something called crisis. Uh so it's important for us to identify uh truth and uh and whatever it is in your life you you need to identify truth and uh cling to that truth regardless of of the majority regardless of how you think it will affect your identity if you continue. Uh so so I encourage you to To go through it and look at the values you have when 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 you're by yourself, the things you know, and you're going to have to be deliberate in holding on to those things in certain situations. Uh, I'm not saying you have to be obstinate uh, with people, but but you do need to be uh, deliberate in holding on to your values. So I uh, will see you next week.